Hey everyone, and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Westworld Season 2, Episode 3. It's called Virtue E Fortuna, so full spoilers for the episode, as always. And, do you know what's funny? Because this episode starts with, um, I mean, I immediately, as soon as we saw, because in the previously on, they, meant, they showed the tiger again, the big yeah. tiger, and then you know, we see this palace, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is a park, this is another park we've not seen yet. Yeah. And... Obviously, it doesn't take that long before they, they outright uh, just start talking about hosts and stuff. But I thought the neat thing was that the first thing they say that really links it is they mention hunting Bengal tigers. And I'm like, ah, okay, all right, yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then somewhere in the middle of the scene, I just sort of happened to notice the music in the background. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> that tune sounds familiar. Yeah, I, I kind of caught the bass line. I was like, yeah. is that Seven Nation Army? Where, where's that come from? And then, I, and then I was like, oh, hang on, the sitar's doing the melody as well. Yeah. What's going on there? Because that's the thing, you know, we're so used to the piano covers in the, the West Park that it's like, okay, now we've got all the Indian instruments playing songs in this park, which yeah. makes me really excited about some of the other parks, <laughs> just for the music covers. E- e- even you know, the, the end credits to this, yeah, the end credit music it's, uh, is yeah, different. It's, it's, uh, well, this is what I was getting to. Is the, the, the opening scene starts and I realise we're in the, the, this park. I mean, I don't know what, what it'll be called exactly. I doubt it's just Indian world. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Empire World because it seems like it seems like the imperialists sort of era. Yeah, I mean, of course, yeah. The the you know the British name was Maharaja, so yeah. maybe Maharaja World. Yeah, it feels. Um, like I'd, I'd probably judge anyone whose fantasy it is to live at the go to this like pretend to be in this time period and be like you know the the pompous rich person with all the servants. You know Interestingly, I think that might be a, a point of it. You know, given oh, that maybe, yeah. uh, you know, the 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 West World has very much romanticized the you know the, the Native American stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, and then everyone it's who goes co- there wants to be an outlaw and wants to be like a right, and yeah. it's kind of just played into that. So I think the same's going here. Just oh, play into that fantasy, even though yeah. it's. It's very insensitive. Just playing. Oh, it's super insensitive. Yeah, um, but as soon as I realised this was a park, I went, "Okay, this is good." And I'm glad we got this one now because I feel like if we get to Shogun World and then we get to this one, this one will seem disappointing because I'm excited about Shogun World way more than I'm excited about this. That said, Dolores needs a war elephant. I won't be against it, and I was very happy for the tiger stuff. I thought the tiger uh, for a TV show that tiger looked fantastic. I know it's not completely perfect but i feel like even in a movie most movies don't compete with that the only movies really that come to my head that has a better like animal is like jungle book yeah yeah i i thought the tiger looked yeah you know, fine it wasn't perfect but like you say it's fine um my, my more problem was the the chase with it was a bit static like okay, you know, right. they kind of just oh you know just, uh, through the trees but there, there wasn't much going on to the the, the the direction the camera work at that point which it stood out as notably weaker compared to. A I wonder else. if that was more of a consideration for the effects that like they couldn't do. I think it was yeah. too wacky because, like, okay, we we need to play it safe so the effects just know what they're doing. I think um, so. But uh, so that was all fine. But I'm like, yeah. But I'm glad because I'm excited about Shogun World, and I think it's a mistake to give me this one after Shogun World because this would seem disappointing. Whereas right I, now I think... I'm still excited about Shogun World. Here's the thing: because we've known Shogun World was coming anyway. Mm-hmm. I think you could have done this after and it would have just been exciting as all oh, there's you know an expansion because you know yeah. up until like the the first episode of here we didn't even know how many parks there were we know it's at least what six but we don't know at how many six, in total yeah yeah uh, but what was exciting to me though is the possibility of the other parks because like okay so far all the parks we know about are based in history and things that we have i wonder is there a park that's like you know, Future World, which was like the second, the sequel to the first yeah. original movie was Future World. So I wonder if we do get into some really cool, like if they go with all the covers in the background all synthesized, like you know, yeah, hey, yeah. here's Call Me by Your Name, and not Call Me by Your Name, Call Me Maybe. That's what I meant to say. That was the movie I said there from last yeah, year. It was. Uh, no, there's a Carly Rae Jasper in the background, but all synth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but of course. I, the reason why I say it's funny that I was thinking that during the opening scene is how the episode ends because Sizemore's like just cut you know, he's, they're in this new area and he's like he's getting rid of some snow off this thing and I'm like, oh, what's this? What's Which this? immediately is interesting because I think that's the first time we've seen snow or even rain. Like we don't, it, it doesn't rain, doesn't snow. It's always just been right here. Yeah, sun. I mean, if they're in a dome, which we've theorised they might be. Can they yeah. control the weather in each park? And this is maybe a malfunction where some of the weather from another, you know, park is like Quite crossing possibly, over into yeah. Westworld, or uh, if it is just the real weather, then 
it's just because we've, all the season one took place in over the course of like two weeks, and there was just a nice sunny period. For... I, I think it's more likely yeah. the first option that they Probably. have some level yeah. of control. Maybe here towards the edge, because you know he does mention that they're near the edge of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you know the the fringes are a bit more extreme with the weather. Yeah, uh, but he's uncovering snow. And I'm like, oh, okay. I, I mean, I assumed it was a dead body. Like, almost immediately, I said, okay, yeah. I think I said dead body. But then he goes to pull it up, and it's like, I, I realise the type of helmet it is. And I'm like, oh, oh, samurai time, baby. And then I'm like, oh, this is a trap. And then, then the final, of course, moment of the episode is a samurai and traditional... Uh, I, I'm going to call it Kurosawa wear, even though that's, that's, I know that's silly, because he's, he's a movie director who directed a bunch of samurai movies. But... You know, when I think of samurai movies, I think of Kurosawa movies because he's the one who kind of did most of the big ones. Uh, but you just see like, the silhouette of him. You actually get a good look at his face. Like, you just see the shape of the, 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 the robe and the, the sword. and the Yeah, the, the braid. Yeah. Uh, so I, I am so down for like mixing up the, the characters from different parks. I'm yeah. so into this. So I have a, I have a question. How do the swords work? Yeah, in the sense that you know, the, the guns, if they shoot them at a, at a person but, you know, before all this... You know, they just do you know, don't do anything, right? I was thinking of this before because they seem to all still have the same guns that now just work. So it seems to be not so much that the guns themselves were designed not to fire on a living thing. It seems to be more to do with the hosts and the way. Because because I think that the, the reason the reason for that as well, I think, is so that anyone who's in the park as a guest can pick up any gun and use it. Yeah, no, it's true. And you know, to to kind of add to that, I thought it was really interesting in the yeah you know, the start of the episode where. She she's you know we're in the the Indian world stuff section. Mm. She's testing the guy. So well, I'm going to shoot you to prove that you're, you know, you're yeah. human because it's not going to hurt you. And you know it doesn't. It leaves it leaves a mark, but it's exactly what we expect. But something still that, hits them, that, which I think is interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, but we've seen that before. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just like I think, and it, it makes me wonder well, if the swords work the same way. Where it's not about the sword itself. It's about something that's like hard coded into the host that kind of put it into safe mode. If right. that makes sense. Because. Because I thought it was really interesting with that. Because when that gun fired, I I thought that was okay. We're in a like we're at a flashback point. Because you know the guns aren't working on the people. Mm. But then you know it very quickly becomes clear. No, no, the the revolt has started. Yeah. So it's the horse using the guns that they work. So the humans using the guns still doesn't. Yeah. Kill the other people. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, unless... Well, it is kind of a flashback in the sense that this could be... I mean, it is daylight. Oh, no, no, because this is the day before. Because they, they go on their trip and then the tiger and all that stuff. That's like the next day at right, least. Right, yeah. So th- this first scene could just take place the night before the revolt. No, that's true. So that, that could be the explanation for that. Okay. But then again, we're saying that it's the same guns. So I don't, I don't know if, like, Dolores or whoever has just done something in the controls of the park just to lift all the, the All band. the guns were, yeah. yeah. Uh, or whatever you know so it's just some blanket wide thing okay everyone can kill now because we see of course people in this park trying to kill them and she has to defend herself and her, her dude and I, I do obviously I, she, we see she survives at the end coming out of the water and um, you had theories on who this was and you were all excited because we didn't know her name but her name is on IMDB and it doesn't seem to fit with what you were thinking so do you want to say what your theory yeah, was before? because at first when it was you know just when I thought it might be a flashback and it, you know, and I, I to be fair she did seem like as much as I didn't have like a, a concrete theory. She does seem important because we were definitely introducing her. She's definitely sticking around to some extent, yeah. and I expect her to be someone. Especially the way they go out of, the, out of their way to Not really introduce her. introduce her, but also like just we get a good sense of her character. Like she's like going to have sex with this guy, but she wants to prove that he's human and that he really wants it first. Yeah, you know that's a good good character beat for someone. So yeah. So at first, when it was when I thought it might be a flashback, I was thinking, yeah, maybe a young Teresa. For, you know who, who we had last season looked kind of similar. She just actually had she had a very similar look. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So just, I was th- her daughter maybe. It could still be a relation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then as it went on, you know, I was like, oh, present day, I was like, oh, I wonder if this is you know, man in black daughter maybe. E- even the way she was uh, sitting and carrying herself felt very Teresa. It did. Yeah. Um, but her name is Grace as part of the credits. Now, admittedly, IMDb could just be wrong, but I have no reason to suspect that they are. <laughs> yeah. It feels weird for somebody to just put in the name Grace when no one knows. It, uh, no, that that's more likely. It's been said in a press release yeah. somewhere, and it, someone's updated it. And it's also likely that if she is related to someone, we don't know her last name yet. That's still a mystery, intentionally, seemingly. Yes. So, um, that, I think that's a solid guess. Uh, is that she's related to Teresa? Um, Man in Black's not a bad second guess, although Which, it, it doesn't account because his daughter's name was Emily. 
Her daughter's name is Emily. Also, she was blonde, I believe. She, she was. was she? Oh, I think she was. I, I think she was, but yeah. I think, you know, there's, there's a thing, you know, where your kids can be blonde and then they grow up yeah, and yeah. their hair gets darker. Also, people dye their hair. <laughs> well, yeah, that is also true. Uh, I actually fall into that former category. I mean, I'm not, I'm not completely dark-haired, but like when I was born, I was quite blonde. And then, well, but believe it or not, I, I, this, this hair, <laughs> this ginger is darker. part, yes, this yeah. used to be bright. <laughs> <laughs> this used to be blinding to look. Yeah, at. I, I had brighter blonder hair up until yeah. like I was eight or nine, and then it started to kind of shift to yeah. more of a a, a browny color. I guess. I like how you're looking up your hair just to make sure it's Sorry, still ginger. No, I'm not. There's a, there's a big massive spider on the wall. I'm just keeping an eye on it. <laughs> just get, get your eye on it. Just in case, yeah, in case it, it, I just don't want to lose it. It's, it's fine. I'm not I'm not bothered by spiders. They stay, but, it's, but in case it tries it, anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't okay. want to drop it on my head because, you know, see Aye. Them. <laughs> All right. Uh, so no, that stuff was interesting. So she's definitely going to be a factor going forward. And you know, we did lose a couple of characters like the reason the first series. So I think um, it makes sense that there's a couple of new characters to now have a bit of mystery with and see what's going on. So of course, we get a continuation of Dolores uh, going to the Confederales, and she's taking over them, uh, convinces them to fight well alongside her. The men are coming. I need your army, and kind of like you know, it makes a very convincing argument with Teddy. Uh, and this intermingles with the the Bernard and Charlotte plot. Well, Charlotte, Charlotte obviously sneaks off before Bernard gets there. Yeah, it's worth noting this is now within the you know the the flashback period, that two weeks ago sort of period. Oh, absolutely, yeah. This confirms they're together because obviously uh, the gr- the small group of the army grab Bernard and Arbanarthy because they, that's what Charlotte and Bernard are looking for, looking for Arbanarthy, and they get him, and then look, they're held back. At, they come back and they're with them at the the, yeah. the fort. So. This confirms that's all taking place, and it, it, honestly, to be f- beforehand, we thought it was as well. It's, it felt at the same time period, but it, it did. But I'm just you know because we actually have a scene with you know Bernard and and you know and Charlotte in seemingly present day, and he has yeah. the you know the the flashback moment. Right, more than that. Before I want to talk about that, I want to talk about uh, two flat out hilarious moments. You're Sorry, right. I've lost it. Yeah. It's what done. a shame. Uh, two flat out hilarious moments. So, before the Confederales get him, Abernathy's with a bunch of real guests. Uh, yes. It's, it's uh, Rebus and his men who have got them. And he's been all, you know, oh, we're going to kill them all, turn them over to the Confederales. But, you know, and he's threatening this one, I'm going to keep one for myself. You know, it's basically, I'm going to, you're going to be my sex slave kind of thing. Yeah. And then Charlotte lures him over. Uh, which was funny. Because middle finger. Yeah. And then, which he won't understand because I'm pretty sure middle fingers weren't a thing in the Old West. Uh, and then, Bernard reprograms him and makes him the best shot in the West, but puts his compassion up really high and takes away all of his negative qualities. And he comes back in and he shoots all of his men and lets everyone go. But the bit that cracked me up so much is the woman he was threatening before is running away from him. He's like, hey, miss, I'll escort you to the border. And she's like, get away from me. Yeah. And that really made me laugh. Yeah, me too. I think it's also it's worth noting here that when, when Bernard changes sentence, there's a there's a hard connection. There's a there's a, there's a pull to jack into. Yeah. Which, you know, we hadn't seen that before. We're expanding on, you know, the, you know, the, the, the biology and the mechanics of the hosts a little bit I mean, more. even the brain, if you want to call it that, we saw for the first time in the premiere, so... Yeah, exactly, so we're, we're really expanding on this. So we're building up on that. Um, the other funny line I got was when Armistice shows up, and Hector's like, she's got a dragon, because she has a flamethrower. I thought that yeah. was really funny. Yeah, on on that. Okay. So, you know, they're, they're running away from Ghost Nation, right? Is that what they were called? I forget their... their, their yeah, name. yeah, that's what okay. they're called. That's what, that's what the native tribe were called, Which, okay. One, I think I really want to know Ghost Nation's role in this because, you know, we know, you know, Stubbs, the last time we saw yeah. him last season, he was taken by Ghost Nation, but now he seems kind of Yeah, fine. they're appearing all scary and tribal, but is there actually something smart? This is all a show and there's something... They're not, they're not just killing people. Yeah. They're taking them somewhere. Interesting. I wonder and if then... it's like a weird, like, backdoor thing in the park where... They're designed to appear as if they're part of the park, but they're actually programmed to help out with situations or something, and that's why like they took in Stubbs and he's okay now. Maybe, but Stubbs, know. when that happened, I don't know how well you remember that scene. Uh, you know, they just crept up on Stubbs and that, he's like, yeah. you know, stop all motor functions, and they just ignored him and hit him, knocked him out. 
Yeah. So I don't know. It was just a thought because the, the way they, they interact is Maeve sees them. She gets she gets a flashback to when they were coming after her daughter from yeah. the previous story and all that. Um, I love that Armistice actually has a. Now obviously they all have robotic arms underneath the skin, but she has an actual like robot exposed yeah. robot arm, and I think no, that's I mean, actually really cool. No, but here's where it gets interesting for me. So Ghost Nation show up, and uh, you know Sizemore runs off, and they you know follow him, mm-hmm. and he gets to a base which is already open when he gets there, and we know that they're also offline. Um, one important point you've you've glossed over there as well is they specifically wanted Sizemore. They were going to let the others go. They just they yeah. wanted him specifically. They did, yeah. But he runs off, and this this base is already open, and we know the network's offline because we know you know Charlotte had to use her you know her master open with the the manual lock because mm-hmm. they, they they were shut. And then they get down there, and 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 Armistice just shows up, and and you know Felix is down here. Like this seems so coincidental, like too coincidental. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're walking a while before they run into anyone. Because we have a whole extended scene of them debating things, and there's some fun stuff yeah. with Maeve, like, sort of pointing out, like, stuff that he's scripted. Because Hector gets all angry with them, and then uh, Sizemore actually starts, like, finishing his lines of dialogue, because he, he, he wrote them. And yeah. Maeve starts, like, sort of, you know, analysing why he programmed Hector the way he is, and, you know, yeah. the love story and all that, uh, which was good stuff. So, I, I don't know... Um, there's certainly elements this. I don't know if like Maeve's set things up more than we've realised. Because obviously she has a connection to Felix in that. Yeah, and... if, if she hasn't set it up, then someone else has set something up. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. I, I thought it was interesting how she immediately unties them. It's like no, no, no. I mean, I mean Felix specifically, but then the other dude's like, okay, you're, he's your partner in crime. Yeah, he. I mean, yeah, leave him holding the grenade another couple of minutes. But yeah, what? yeah, because he's got a grenade in his neck yeah. and he's sort of holding it t- tight. Uh, yeah. But I actually also just. You know, worth knowing with the with the Ghost Nation stuff, with Maeve, her you know mind tricks don't work. Yeah, she Which tries them. It, yeah, yeah. I think it's important to note because obviously, you know, when Stubbs Which, tried his controls, they didn't work on them. Which is why I'm thinking that so, something that was maybe above Stubbs' pay level is that these are actually they're in the park for another reason other than the, the stories and the entertainment. They're they're there to. I, I, they, they might well be because you know we we know Maeve can control other hosts. Yeah, and that's why they don't work on them is because they're actually like programmed maybe maybe by Ford whoever to be like yeah. a sort of internal security force that kind of keep things because maybe the reason why they knocked out Stubbs originally was because oh he's getting close to Ford's plans or what's going on so they just took him out of you know commission. Yeah, maybe. And maybe that's how we get uh, the the girl. But I can't forget. Her. I remember her name because she disappeared so early on in season one. You know, the little security girl. They worked with Bernard. Oh yeah. And she just kind of disappeared at the end of an episode. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So we may get her back. I wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if we do. Because, again, they left that really ambiguous. It was kind of like, okay, it's kind of like someone came and got her and killed her, maybe, but you didn't actually see any of that. You just... was, 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 was the implication not that Bernard did it? Because didn't we get one of the, you know, because he asks, um, you know, after, after Bernard killed Teresa, he asked Ford, have you ever made me do this before? And then yeah, later there's, there's a flash of him with, uh, with her. Because... I don't. I don't recall the flash with her. There was definitely an implication. Implication that he's he's had Bernard kill other people before to keep the secrets and stuff. I don't okay. remember there specifically being a hint that he'd done it to her. I th- I thought there was, but maybe I'm misremembering. You rewatched that a couple of weeks ago, I so did. You, you'll yeah. remember better than I do. But I, I don't remember there being a specific because I, I remember at the end of the season still thinking, I wonder if she's going to show up again. I still wasn't convinced um, that she no, was. Sir. I I, dead. I thought that it was Bernard, but maybe I'm wrong. Because it still it left off in a weird place with her. It was so incon, you know inconclusive yeah the way she went out that i, I just wasn't convinced but um so yeah th- th- that would be my theory right now is that the ghost nation are actually like um what's the best way to put this it's kind of like a built-in secret security force that ford maybe or someone else but i'm thinking ford it right now mm. had to make sure things ran smoothly even stuff that the other people who worked in the park weren't supposed to know about yeah, no, quite possibly. And they weren't programmed to follow the same protocols. Maybe they could be controlled by him, sure, but they, they had We different... We know, in in fact, that there were hosts that could be controlled by Ford only, you know, with the, the family yeah, yeah, that, you know, that he built. Um, so it's not outside the realms of possibility. And maybe that's why they specifically want Sizemore for something. And maybe it's someone else that's controlling them, I don't know, but that, that just may be my best guess at this point. Yeah, but we know Ford still has something going on. He's put a plan into motion. 
yeah, yeah. He, he, he's he's so. built a bunch of coding to control things for a bit yeah. and play out the game. Because there was no Man in Black this week, which makes sense because I feel like there's always one plot that misses an episode every week and it kind of rotates through which one gets missed. Yeah. Uh, and this week it was Man in Black. But um, So no, I loved actually when they get out and they're just before the samurai stuff is that uh, the guy's complaining, oh, I don't like to complain too much. And then Maeve just goes, yes, you do. <laughs> Maeve calling people out on her shit is just cracking me up. Yeah. Here's a comparison I want to make, actually. Go on. I want to make a comparison to the X-Men. Okay. Maeve is Professor X. Dolores is Magneto. I can see it. Uh, yeah. Getting vibes, because she's willing to sacrifice people. And, of course, what's interesting from this episode is that she, you know, she, she basically sets up all the Confederales to basically get sacrificed to like win this fight, to lure all the soldiers in. Which, by the way, the, the attack on the fort... By the you know because I love yeah. how when the Confederates see them coming out in the cars they're just like oh shit what the hell's going on we can't yeah. fight these guys uh, do you know I, I I was thinking about this because like the humans really do kind of a shit job here right mm-hmm. and you know they could just bring in some snipers take them out right you know they yeah. you know, the, the they've got much longer range weapons available so is this just supposed to be showing the hubris of of the humans that eh they're just robots we'll just storm in with the better guns it won't be a problem yeah I think there's some hubris there I think debatably like it might have been partly ordered by charlotte so that she could sneak because she, 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 she sneaks in the back with a couple of soldiers to grab abernathy yeah. um who is, is worth mentioning in present day you know after the two-week jump when we see her with uh bernard uh one it's heavily implied that she seems to know that bernard's a host because the way she speaks to him is kind of yeah there's a moment where you know uh she, she says something she asks him a question it's like oh do you know where this is or whatever and he kind of starts thinking and he pauses and he goes into that moment where he slips into the flashback. Yeah, and, and I was about to mention, this is more of a, like a full-on transition this time where it's very clear that this is him remembering this, yeah, at this point. It is. And and she says he seems to be sli- uh, he, he seems to keep slipping away from us. Yeah. And, and obviously he pauses that yeah. she says that. And obviously you can read that. I think the, the, the plain face way of reading that is, oh, she's talking about Abernathy because we've seen that she keeps trying to find him and he keeps slipping away. Because yeah. uh, we actually, end, in the flashback this episode, we end with her having Abernathy. So presumably he gets away again. But is, yeah. it sounds more like, no, she means Bernard keeps slipping out of... like. Yeah, I agree. Also, just I think this whole situation in the, the present with Bernard is a is a ruse. Uh, I, I re-watched the first episode this week with the girlfriend because mm-hmm. she, she was a bit behind. And the scene where he wakes up on the beach, it's really weird. Like, no one asks if he's okay. You know, they're, yeah. they're just like, oh, come on, what are you doing out here? No, when you say it's all a ruse, I wouldn't go as far as to say they actually put all the hosts in the water or anything like that. I, I still think no, that's no, like... The, uh, the, the setup yeah. on the beach yeah. where, you know, like, they're all there. All like, the oh, places just arrived. All the places they're taking him and showing him things, I think they're all the real aftermath of whatever's happened. Yeah. Still. But yeah, they, they may actually be intentionally... I, yeah. You know, we, we were told two weeks... I think it might be a bit longer. I mm. think they've been through this before because there's a bit where um, I think it's when a uh, strand is first, you know, he's, he's introduced himself to Bernard and, you know, he's saying something and Bernard finishes his sentence at the same time, much in the same way yeah, that uh, yeah. you know, Sizemore does with Hector. And I'm like, has, okay. It's almost like he's been through this before. Uh, yeah. If, if they've been resetting his memory and replaying this over and over to try and get answers for something. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. I can see that being a thing. Um, what actually begs the question, though, is every time we're seeing some of this present-day stuff, is it a different attempt every time? Oh, it could be. You're right. Um, I, I, I would buy, though, if it isn't that, I would buy that it's only Charlotte that suspects that he's a host. I would maybe buy that. Maybe if I go back and rewatch that opening scene, maybe I'd disagree with myself. But yeah, from for me, it was the way you know she says, "Oh, he keeps slipping away, slipping away from us." After mm. he freezes, she yeah, seems yeah. to be saying that to the rest of the room, as in they know that she's talking about yeah. Bernard. No, no, no. I know. I agree. I agree. Um, but if they wanted to swerve me later and say that no, it's just Charlotte thinks he's a host, and I, 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 I'd yeah, buy it. I'll, I'll believe it. It's yeah. just this is what it seems to be right now. Yeah. Um, so very very interesting in that sense but it sets up this thing to go back to Dolores and, and Teddy so, so they sacrifice all the men uh, very vicious where like outright traps them outside and sets off the explosives which kills a lot of the, the, those men as well as shooting them kills a lot of the, 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 the humans everything else does all this stuff and then she's like okay there's a few left 
um, in, in, including uh, Craddock, I believe his name was the, 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 the uh, Major Craddock, the, the main one they got last episode, who's kind of yeah. like you know take him out back and shoot him Teddy with the rest of them, and. Teddy doesn't, and she watch, she's watching. Which, by the way, I loved it when she tries to get Abernathy as Charlotte's running off. She just gets shot in the shoulder, and she doesn't even flinch. Like it's full on Terminator moment. Yeah, she's presumably edited her own sentence a little, right? Turned down that pain, the pain sensitivity, the pain threshold a bit, yeah, yeah, uh, or heightened the pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think what's interesting. Okay, so a she sees Teddy disobey something she asked, which is interesting because. You could argue this is the first sign that Terry's actually becoming self-aware himself. You could also argue, though, because she uses the name Wyatt in this episode, because she wants to appear strong and tough, Terry was kind of programmed as the anti-Wyatt. His, his whole character yeah. was that he was the one who would stop Wyatt. And I, so, I, th- I think it's particularly interesting not whether or not he is becoming self-aware, hmm. but the fact that is she going to see this as a betrayal, or is she going to see it as, oh, he's making a choice? Or is she going to see it as he's still just following his like core right. story programming? Because his core story programming is that he has the goody two shoes, is that he has the honourable one. He's, he's, he's the boring dude. Yeah. So I wonder, like, what way are we going with this? My incline right now is that he is just following his story. Like, he's just sort of resetting to like, what he's supposed to do. I think so. Based off a couple of things this episode, like, you know, when, uh, when they finally run into Abernathy, the, the, this mm. pair, and... He's like, oh, who's this? And she's like, oh, you don't remember. And it's like that. That she she kind of has a moment of realization of there where but he's not like he's her not yet. like me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the same when she's because obviously there's a big moment where she sees Bernard and it's like, oh, and she gets him. And obviously Bernard flat out knows he's a host. He doesn't know he's based on Arnold though, because uh, she even pokes at that. And mm. they start having this debate about going out into the greater world, and she realizes he's never been outside, but she has. I mean, obviously we've seen that she has been, and she's been accessing those memories, and she's like. You know, I know she even mentions the irony of like, you know, we we technically don't have to fear death. You know, they keep bringing us back, but we still deserve the right to survive. Uh, it is, you know, it's kind of a mission statement, kind of a, and like I say, I, I think the story of for Dolores this season, I think more than anything else, what, how far it gets in this, I don't know. It could be like she just starts to get to this point at the end of the season because it goes darker and darker all year with her because right now she is kind of villain mode. Yeah. Is realising that humanity is like because I think ultimately one of the hosts whether it's her or Maeve or or Bernard admittedly Bernard seems the most lately at this point but I think that's just because he's the most confused and doesn't seem to have a lean in either side but I feel like one of them has to kind of go down the path of learning that humanity is being good and not hurting people and being noble and you know whereas obviously at least one or two of them are going to go down the path of no we want to control and we want to and maybe between the three of them we'll get explorations of every like you know both yeah. ends and in the middle like we'll get you know quite possibly i think the, the only thing that makes me think that dolores might not you know get this you know redemption at the end of the arc like you're talking about is mm. she kind of you, know, you you likened it to professor x and magneto and is it that she just is the villain like there is no redemption for her she oh, is she the may villain. Be. yeah like i said i have no idea where they're going to go with it like, i, I yeah. think that i think for me dramatically everything works i either it works because she learns that what she's actually being, she might be self-aware, but she's being cruel. And if she understands, because I think being truly self-aware is being able to learn things and learn that you know hurting mm-hmm. other people is this and that. Because right now she's an angry being, she and she's out for blood, she's out for vengeance, and yeah. Um, and, and to an extent, and we've talked about before how she might realize she's becoming what Ford was and that she's controlling those around her. She, she's mm. not giving them free will. She doesn't really quite understand it. As much as she is self-aware now, there's still a lot to learn. Um, and I think that's the other interesting thing about the Teddy scene because he says to uh, Craddock, you're just a child. You're just children. And to, to go argue against that he's just following his like, story and doing what he's supposed to do, that line to me is the one thing that suggests that he isn't and he is actually self-aware because that line suggests that he's saying, hey, we shouldn't kill these because they're not self-aware yet and therefore he's comparing them to children. They don't know any better, so we shouldn't yeah. do this. Yeah, exactly. It is possible. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know yet, though. I really don't. They should be allowed to grow and learn, yeah. kind of like how Dolores, but, and possibly uh, he has, if that's the Dolores, case. I think, you know, I think she said it last week as well, but she says it again here is, not, not everyone deserves what yeah. she's got in mind. Not all of them deserve to be in a bad place. And... It's it's interesting that she seems to have put herself in the position of deciding, deciding yeah. who deserves and who doesn't. 
Unless we get like an explanation for that later, you know, what's decided that for her, or at least how she decides. Like, what is is it just who she likes and dislikes? I, I or... think at the moment it's probably that. Uh, you know, that's the best I've got to go on. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I no, I. It's funny how taking taking Teddy, who you know, he's played by uh, James uh, Marsden, who one of the most boring men alive. He is. He's kind of like here's your your bland white dude hero, but he's not really got the charisma. Uh, yeah. He's not got a lack of charisma either. It's kind of this weird thing where he's he's so neutral. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he's a bad actor. He's not, no, like he's not bad. He's just but he's uh, he's just like yeah, he's a guy. He exists. But I think what's so smart about this show is that's kind of the point of his character is he's meant to be that guy and his role. Yeah. And seeing him kind of learn and grow out of it is probably the best meta like narrative for his him as an actor ever. It's it's the best. I, thing I think already could... the casting, even in season one, of using he is like the 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 prototype for here's a bland dude to insert into your story. So yeah. let's cast him. Like you know, just as that role, that's already pretty meta. <laughs> and I wonder how much he realized that when he was cast, and if like he's self aware enough himself, no no pun intended, uh, to be like you know what. I agree. I'm typecast as this character. This will be a fantastic let's, let's chance, play into it, yeah. yeah, to to explore that and do something with it. It could be my best role ever, or is he just like, oh, is it a good role for me? Oh, all my roles are great. You know, uh, yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm insulting Marston now. I, I, I'm sure he's a, a intelligent, lovely man. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to paint him as an idiot. I'm just. I'm just. I wonder how much he was aware of this, like how typecast he is when he, I, he took this role. I, I do feel a little bad for him when he's on this show. Yo. This show is stacked with you know truly incredible actors. Oh yeah, it's and funny he's how there, he's, he's a pretty good actor. But... It's funny how I never knew who Tessa Thompson was before season you know season one started, and yeah. since season one, I mean I might have seen her in Creed before that and forgotten her, but certainly um, like since then she's been in so much stuff. Like she she is everywhere now. You, yeah. you throw a rock, hit Tessa Thompson. Yeah, I and mean, she's been in like, at least five trailers that I've seen in the last like two months, and yeah. on top of that, obviously Thor and. You know, a bunch Paul of stuff. Really boosts the profile. Yeah, she's all over the place, which is great because she's she's fantastic. She's she's she is, uh, yeah. she's great as the Sarki. Like her her holding up the middle finger uh, is basically just like here, here's why you cast Tessa Thompson. She's got that cheeky yeah. uh, thing going for her. But uh, so no, uh, all that stuff with uh, Teddy and Dolores was really interesting, uh, and I, I it's where I think like Dolores and Maeve, Dolores and Bernard. Especially if Bernard, at some point, especially if we get there by the end of the season, where he actually does become, because he's self-aware that he knows he's a host, but I wonder if he like, has an ideology by the end of the season. And I think the battle of the ideologies, like we've said before, between any of these three hosts or any pairs of those hosts, should be very interesting. It's, it's what's it's what excites me the most about the show going forward. Not the mysteries anymore. Like yeah. season one was all about the mysteries. Yeah, there's mysteries here, but that's not what I'm here for now. I'm here for the the, uh, the ideological showdown absolutely so uh, obviously we've, we've we've mentioned Abernathy we've mentioned that they're after him and we know he's got stuff stolen Bernard jacks into him he sees there's an encrypted key and there's stuff in behind there that he can't quite get yeah the big point this is why he's kind of so screwed up at the moment is there's only a really basic layer of a yeah. personality on the well top. I, I think that's most uh, of his space is is data I think that's uh, multiplying the problem though because he was already kind of screwed up because it, when he when they found the picture from in season yes. one he was already kind of you know wacky after that and it seems like this quick job to give him like a base personality to, so he can get on the train and go is messing with his mind and he's like he's because at one point Dolores she comes in and she's all emotional and she's talking because it's almost like even though she knows it wasn't real she still has this attachment to him she still feels yeah. like she, well, and you know, she's he talking like, oh. he's part he's kind of stuck in his like story for, and he's like oh the, the, the cattle are out you know bring them back uh, to the ranch and or the horse rather not the cattle you know what I mean uh, yeah. uh, she's like oh I'll bring them back and he's, he keeps talking and then eventually he, he shifts into a different character he doesn't finish what she, she she was expecting him to say and then he keeps sort of like jittering between things and he says oh, I need to get to the train I need to get to the train one one of the the really interesting things in this conversation yeah, for me was um you know she asked her, oh do you know you, you always used to sit on the porch in the morning do you remember what you used to say to me and he talks about you know the you know he mentions natural splendor yeah yeah and yeah, I thought, yeah. Oh, splendor keyword yeah. like, okay is this seeping through that was her favorite word uh, in the in the 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 real world flashbacks from yeah. last week yeah um 
No, I think that stuff's interesting. Obviously, there's a lot of debate as to what he has. We, I mean, I think in season one, we assumed, okay, it's all the secret data from the park. Um, I think I that's think still... That's the most obvious guess. Yeah, that's still part of it. Given how long they've dragged it out, though, I feel like there's probably, there is definitely more to it. There's something I, else cooking in there. You know what? Here's the thing. If it was just the... Okay, it's all the guest data, which, you know, we, we, we have had that confirmed now that they have been gathering that. Like, you know, they confirmed that in episode one, that they've been gathering all yeah. this data. Well, really. I think it... I think in season one it was it was less the guest data. I, I think that's something we've added in more this season. I think in season one we were more under the impression that it was the coding in the IP because they, they were worried that Ford was going to die and not give them thing. the yeah you're right yeah that was like the main thing we, and that's probably still something in there. Yeah. Um, but I'm but, sure there's so yeah we're thinking all this guest data, but that's so obvious. Why would they not just show it us when because Bernard unlocks it and he sees it and he's like oh my god essentially ah, at that secret. moment yeah. And, and it's like, but it doesn't show us. And it's like, okay. So it feels like there's something more going on for them to hide it still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, he starts singing when the Confederals like, come to yeah. get him. And I'll be interested to see if any other characters start singing that same song at any point. Yeah, yeah. Glory, glory. Yeah. Because um, cause one, one of the theories that were, was popping up throughout the week is that someone's been hidden in there. That someone else has been uh, implanted inside him somehow. Not in the same way that... I mean, unless Arnold actually is in Bernard somewhere and he's just not unlocked him yet, which you never know. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll go down that path. But but almost the idea where we've seen Ford speak through certain hosts, like the idea that Ford is actually in a host somewhere. Well, like, right? He copied at least part of his... Co- I'm almost... Re- Until I hear it's actually direct uploads, which I don't think it is... I'm seeing it more as like you know how in like Superman in the Fortress of Solitude with the holograms that's like yeah, based it's like on a, them. It, yeah, it basically copies all his brain yeah. activity and and rebuilds that essentially. But then you know at that point it's kind of the same person, right? If it's all their all their memories, you know, like like all their every thought they've ever had is in there. Is it the same yeah, person? Yeah, I'm. I'm trepidatious. I'm, 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 I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm treading lightly on this topic, and the reason why I'm treading lightly on it is because I feel like. I won't be surprised if we're down this path where they're actually copying consciousness into you know computers and AI and and you yeah. know being able to redistribute it, and that would uh, line up with the conversation last episode in the flashbacks about uh, if you remember Logan was like oh they're lighting the match that's setting the the world on fire like humanity's yeah. like dead as, as as we know it like that would line up with that that they're, they're kind of like uploading everyone to a cloud and we're going all Sanjay apparel or whatever like that would work. I'm I'm tiptoeing on it though. I don't want to go head first into it, and the reason why is because I I, I do feel like at least given everything else in the show so far, it's such a new like tangent to go down in terms. It of, is, but it's a logical extension. It's not like out of nowhere. It's it's logical extension, but it, it is a very different field because up until now, it's about AI gaining self awareness and life. Um, and arguably, the reason why you do this other one, where it's people becoming data essentially, so they can they can live forever or whatever, yeah. is it's almost the exact opposite. And maybe that offers like a, a nice counterbalance, a nice sort of parallel between yeah. the two. Uh, do you know? I, I just on that, like an extension of a, an idea I was theorizing last week is you know how I said, oh, what if you know the the weapon is this? You know, I, I mentioned this almost like facility where they can you know rebuild these personalities and clone them. Right, and send some sleeper agents out into the world mm. was something I said last week. What if, what if there already are sleeper agents out there? What if Delos has been doing that? What if you know some people have died in the park and they just send home a copy? Oh, after they die by accident, so they yeah yeah so not, just not, them. not that they murdered them, but you know someone's died in the park and they're like, oh, we don't want people to know. Well, well. Slap together a you know. Yeah, it's, it's possible. I, I think everything we're talking about now is very, very hypothetical. It's very, it's very hypothetical. I, I think all of this is interesting speculation, but I don't think there's any concrete actual. No, I agree. That was yeah. just an idea. You know, like, you know, I had that thought yeah. right after we watched it last week, and then over the week it developed a little. I, I do think that whole thing about oh, the light in the match that's you know going to change humanity. That whole yeah. conversation from last week. I think that's the one sign that there's definitely more to what they're going to do with the data and the park and the and whatever they're doing. Whatever, whatever William proposed to Daddy, Daddy yeah, Delos, yeah. is yeah. you know I feel like there is more to that, and it could be very much this. It could be copying consciousness and selling that and selling our immortality and and whatever mm. else. Um, 
but I feel like I need more. It's kind of like how last season we heard the theory about William being the young man in black. And we were skeptical for a while because they it, weren't it, giving us loads to go on. No, but it was over the course of the season they just gave it a little bit, a little bit. And I remember the, the episode I got convinced it wasn't the actual hard concrete evidence because that was like a few episodes later because we got really excited when we actually saw that photo again. It was like, oh my God, they just confirmed it. There's two timelines. Um, it, it was just, it was thematic. There was a, there was a point in the season where it just felt thematically like, oh no, now it works. Like before it yeah. didn't, but now they've got to a point where this works. Um, and I feel like uh, if we're going to go down that path, then great, we're along for that journey and we'll get to that point. Uh, but, you know, tiptoes so far. Yeah. <laughs> Treading lightly. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because uh, I can also see it going a completely different way that we're just not predicting. No, I agree. And I also think this episode had the least on that sort of stuff. As much as we actually got the you know, the, the, the stuff that's inside Abernathy is there. Oh, yeah. That, that, this was more ideological. This was more about Teddy Dolores... Uh, and even Maeve debating with, you know, like, and also a lot of the themes that we've had about living out fantasies and how he programmed that love story because he felt unfulfilled in his life and it was, you know, his way of yeah. doing it the way he saw it, he thought it should be, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting because, you know, basically, you know, Maeve says, you know, oh, you, know you, you kind of made Hector the, the version of yourself that you wish you could have been. Mm. Which is actually really funny then that they clash so much. Yeah. And the scenes, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and I, I also I really like the point where uh, it's it's along those lines there where you know so he's like hey stop holding hands you know he's like yeah he can't comprehend the idea of them doing this because they want to and Hector's you know he's like yeah I don't care about Isabella I realize that was a program and I'm all for Maeve now <laughs> and he's he says he he says you know th- you know that was just programming this is real. And I'm going. But is is it? it? Has Maeve just got the the, the reins of the program? Yeah, because we know that Maeve has been, you know, had some control before. We know she has commands for the others, and she may just be controlling. Which is, is also interesting in and of itself that he thinks this is real, but he's just been controlled That's again. Because yeah, he says you know he can uh, he overcame his programming for something real, and I think it'll be really sad mm. for a moment if if it's like you know it's it's confirmed to him that. This isn't real either. And does he rebel against Maeve when he learns this that he's been controlled? Does he just swap sides and jump over to Dolores' camp? Uh, maybe he'll, he'll want vengeance. Yeah. Uh, but again, very different. Uh, and arguably, if she is, then they're both controlling people. I mean, she's only controlling one person as a bodyguard essentially, whereas Dolores is trying to massacre people. <laughs> so yeah. one's definitely higher up in the crazy scale than the oh, other absolutely. one is. But yeah. No, it's very, it's very interesting. Actually, do you know what I love as well? I love that Maeve is walking around in like modern clothes. There's something, and she's got like a, you know, just a, her hair braided back and a, and one tail. I just, yeah. Uh, there's something just because last year's season it was also like she's constantly in the, the old timey dress and this yeah. saloon. And I, the... I think it's particularly amusing because you got Sizemore going around in the the, the yeah. overalls and suspenders and stuff. Yeah, with the hat. Yeah, it was yeah. quite dark. Yeah, no. There's... Yeah. It's entertaining just flipping that stuff. Uh, oh, by the way, just I love that Armistice is back. Uh, she she is the badass robot killer yeah. that yeah, uh, I, I have missed dearly. Plus, with a flamethrower. She has a dragon. It's a fantastic moment. <laughs> she, has a, she has a dragon. He's um, so excited by it as well. Oh, dear. Um, I just... <laughs> I I almost I do love some of the fish out of water stuff like you know obviously again the the Confederales being like shocked by the cars and the the vehicles and just being like I I do want like some more of that like like what what if Dolores thinks she's got it all figured out she gets outside and then something she's never thought of encountering she's never seen before just like completely stops on her tracks yeah like, as much as she thinks she knows yeah like. like because obviously there's times when she was taken out the part where she was turned off for duration so she won't remember the whole trip. Yeah. So, will she struggle with, say, the concept of, I don't know, the internet? <laughs> Ironically, I think that would probably be one of the easiest things to, to grasp because the oh, hosts maybe, have yeah. that consciousness that you know links them anyway. Okay, maybe the concept, but like, okay, how about this? How about the idea of paying for something, especially like if it's not you know if it's not paper money anymore, like. You know, like just imagine Dolores going to a coffee shop, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking, because obviously they they still paid for things in Westworld, as far as they're concerned. Well, yeah, right? they, they did, but like, I'm just saying, like, there would be stumbling blocks. Oh, there there would be absolutely, but yeah, be interesting what they are. 
I just I, I can I, I don't know what it is. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But I can just, I can see there being some big thing that she's just never encountered, and it'll just kind of like almost humble her because she thinks she has everything figured out, and then it'll be like she'll see a plane or something and be like, huh? A plane's a good one because she'll be familiar with cars and you know trains. Uh, I'm yeah. assuming she sees a car at some point. Yeah, she's, for seen, sure. she's, yeah. she's seen the the cars driving around here. They come up to her, right? You know, the, True, the, the yeah, battle yeah. here. She's not yeah. shocked by them. So that one, but but the planes might, because that's different. I was, I'm thinking of transport. That's the easy one. But I'm just no, you're right. But you, I think your know, flight is the one that she hasn't experienced. Yeah, no, no. Unless Bernard or Arnold turned her on when she was on a plane at one point, and she'll look out the window, and we'll get that flashback, and she'll be like, "Oh my yeah. god, we're flying, we're magical." We might get that, yeah. We might get that. Um, also, just the idea that she knows that he's based on Arnold, and he doesn't, yeah. is it's just yeah. fascinating. It is. I like it. Uh, so that's episode... That's episode uh, yeah. Any other tidbits no. you want to... Yeah, I've got some, oh, a big, big go. thing. So, big thing. Oh. Yeah, Bernard gets the... the, the he unlocks the, the, the date or whatever's in Abernathy, right? I'm pretty sure he takes it into himself. Because he, he he's, he's a little out. bit shaky before. Yeah. But he is struggling to walk afterwards. Hmm. Like, you know, you know, and Abernathy was, you know, freaking out a lot. He was having all his seizures and, you know, ticks. Do you think in present day then they've actually got Abernathy and he's like, empty and they're like, yeah. where did it go? <laughs> yeah. What's happening? Yeah, I do. I, I'm, I'm not sure Abernathy does get away. Uh, and, you know, they, oh. they've told Bernard oh. that he has. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's just go back to the theory that there's someone in there. I think the popular one right now is uh, Daddy Delos, uh, but let's say there's someone in there. Does he start like getting their memories as like flashbacks? Oh, there's so much potential for that. Because it starts like intermingling with his, and it starts confusing the matter. Yeah. Oh, that could be good. You get really trippy as well, potentially. If that's maybe the, maybe that's around. why you know uh, Abernathy is so stuck on the the loops between personalities because there's this other personality trying to come through yeah. he doesn't really know who he is it's, and it's, like, oh, it's worth oh, mentioning this, this, this. the reason why the theory is is that it's uh, daddy delos who's in him is because it adds weight to the the photograph giving him a reaction because he would recognize the people on it well, yeah it was his daughter yeah so that's like that's why it affected him so much it's not just that he was confused by the cars and the modern day stuff yeah. it was like he recognized the people there is and, and also stuff like at the retirement party last episode he's like you know i don't have that much time well, you know because uh, you know william's like hey just have some patience we'll get there and he's like i don't have that time you know i don't have the luxury yeah. of patience and so you know, maybe they just store yeah. him in here until it's ready i think i like the idea though that they've not done a lot of this shit he's like the prototype like he's the, yeah. the maybe the first one they've actually tried to put in a robot if that's what they've done yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It works. Maybe. And maybe part of the reason why Ford wanted everyone to rebel, and why Arnold was against everything, is that they, they saw it going a certain way, and that's that's actually what they're fighting against, rather than yeah. just, you know, host, rise up and be free and take it, take your own world. Yeah, definitely. And but I, I do think it's inside Bernard now, after the way he reacts afterwards, okay, no, and the way he a, stumbles away. That, that, that is... Uh, if not like transferred, at least copied, or at least partially copied. I wonder if maybe he got some of it and then he couldn't take any more. And... Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's why you know, you know, you know how all the hosts are in the water, and he says this is all my fault. I wonder if you know, okay, he it's not it's not Bernard's it. fault. It's whoever's like in that data's yeah, fault. Yeah. yeah, or alternatively, he's uploaded bits of that data into all of them, wiped it from the the, the whatever wherever else it can be, and then just killed them all. Ah, no, like there's okay. there's bits of it in them, so it's like, oh, we can't get that getting back to them. Yeah, maybe. Um, or oh, I wonder if just in the flashback, like, what if if there's someone else inside him now, from this data, does he like actually change into that person at some point? Like, does it take over at some point? Mm, that'd be interesting. I don't know. Uh, a lot mm. of potential though. A lot of potential yeah. with that. Just a couple of the little things I was liking is a uh, De- Dolores's accent. I don't know if you noticed this when she's Wyatt. It drops completely because you know she puts on the the accent, you know, the for the, the yeah the, yeah the no I I I did a catch her. I don't know if I actually acknowledged it was the accent that dropped, but I didn't notice like a change in yeah it's the accent tone and demeanor really nice, and you know, yeah I think it's a really nice tell going forwards and you know 
because yeah, we, we've seen her drop the accent before, where she's you know when when they're in host mode of you know yeah. we can just program you. Also, the scenes in this are just it, like, again going back to the score, they just felt way more sci-fi than season one. No, no, that's true. Whenever they're wandering those corridors and there's like sci-fi, like sort of synth playing and stuff, it's, it it very much plays with the idea that in the Westworld part you get the piano covers, yeah. in the other parts you get you know the the Indian instruments, and in, in the tunnels and in the bass it's all synthy. Yeah. Gonna... The, the the other Indian piece I like. So obviously we, we talked about you know Seven Nation Army, but the other one was as they were riding on the elephants, we got the the a version of the train music, the the entrance. Oh yeah, I, I noticed that. Yeah, I thought that was a real nice touch. But um, uh, the other thing that I thought was a really nice world building thing is when uh you know when Charlotte gets back to the base and she's like I'm human, I'm human. She's like oh, look, the check, back of the neck. turn around, yeah, they tag her. like there's a an identity chip in all of them. Mm. So you know, maybe that's how they tell that Bernard's, you know, a host. Eventually, it's like, yeah, you know, okay, this ah, is so that's very good. They, they, yeah, they have a little device that tells them she's human. So, I mean, and he was asleep when they found him. So even even if the theory that they're doing this over and over and they've just found him legitimately at the start of episode one, they could still have already checked him. Someone because someone could have tagged him before they realised who he was quite easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, lots of potential there. Yeah. Um, also, uh, zombie Clementine is is kind of terrifying. She is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, she's just in the army with uh, with Dolores's group, yeah. and she she's very like she's just dragging bodies behind her and shit. And she's very again, I hate to just keep using the word Terminator to describe robots who look scary, but she is. But yeah, but she's got the, the zombie look going on, right? I think it's just her. It's, it's her. It's her. It's her face. I feel, I feel like she has a very kind of like. It's, I mean, she's very attractive, but it's a very kind of like slim, kind of scary attractive. It like, is, yeah. Like you could cast her as a witch, and it'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah, right? I get you. You know, the makeup she's got around her eyes just kind of really accent the bones, and it's kind of like, oh no, mm. it's like Madame Death is coming for you. Yeah. No, I, I realized that they did a lot to really expand the world of you know of, of the universe here. Hmm. No, uh, having Charlotte both in the present day, and I mean she might be out of the flashback now completely because she ran off and found people, but um, mm-hmm. probably not though because she's with Abernathy. Else, I expect we'll see more of that, and she's in present day now as well with uh, yes. Bernard and and Cole. So uh, very interesting, lots of things in motion, and I, I think I love how different this is from season one because we are like full in everything, like, the the uprisings is going on, so everything's yeah. completely different. But you know, season one was a much slower build in the sense that. There was a lot of like, oh, something's building, but nothing's happened yet. There's a lot of Arnold's talking to Bernard, and he's he's talking to Teresa, mm-hmm. and there's all these things are going on. Whereas this, it's like, nah, there's a siege going on. There's people running around corners, shooting people with flamethrowers, and you know all yeah. sorts. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, Action packed. So, uh, but no, by all means, let us know what you think of the episode and your thoughts and theories in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, obviously, go over to patreon.com slash TV. You'll find a list of all the various shows we do, including all the audio feeds that we do. Uh, this one's on our sort of uh, regular, almost cancelled audio feed with a bunch of other cable shows and stuff. Uh, otherwise, uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. There's a link to everything in the description. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?